everyone and welcome to episode 72 of the podcast of nonsensical gamers my name is matt and joining me on the cast today are my two fantastic co-hosts first up miss tiffany b hello and dan ladies thank you all for joining us as always we need to start out the show by thanking our lovely sponsor tasty minstrel games for all of their help and support of the show and since today we are talking about Gen Con 2017, this is perfect because Tasty Minstrel has all kinds of things that will be available at the convention and available on your store shelves shortly after. So be sure to check out PlayTMG.com for everything that's going on with them. And like I said, it's Gen Con time. Origins has long since passed. The summer is coming to a close and it's time for the biggest convention in North America and we're going to chat about all the things that we are interested about. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what we've been playing. And Tiff, you're having an existential gaming crisis. <laughs> that re- results know, in you only playing theme-branded Clue. Well, I mean, it was worth it. Because it was at uh, camp, and we have one night where the kids, they can watch a movie or they can play board games. And I've accumulated a pretty decent collection for camp. Cool. And uh, I just, I got roped into playing Star Wars Clue by two kids who just really needed a friend that night. So Were you one of the kids I, that needed a friend? Yes. <laughs> um, but here's the thing that I need to reveal. It's kind of, I've never played Clue before that night. What? Yeah. I, I've literally never played Clue before that night. That seems improbable. Well, it's true. We didn't own Clue at my house, and I don't think any of my friends did either. So it's just one of those like classic childhood board games that I never played. So I can't even so ask you to kids... compare this to regular Clue. No. <laughs> is there a 3D board in regular Clue? There is. Kind of 3D board. I mean, there's 3D in the sense that I can pick it up and hold it, but oh. the Star Wars has version has levels. like a Death Star, right? It's like, yeah, I mean, it's like two levels. There's two yeah. floors that you can move around on. Okay. So it's like, it's just like a board with rooms that you go to, but like some of them are on the second floor. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> so tell me what you do in Star Wars Clue, and I'll try to see if I can relate it to regular Clue. Oh, man, it was a month ago. And like, keep in mind that I got the rules explanation from an 11-year-old. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if we were... It didn't feel right. (laughs) Okay, so you may or may not have actually played a game. You may have just sat around and, like, engaged an 11-year-old in their crazy imagination. That is possible. Okay. I mean, we rolled dice. Sounds right. Then you move into a room. Yeah. And then you, like, guess two things? Maybe maybe three things? Two. I'm pretty sure it was two. Not a person, I mean, a weapon, and a room? I think it was just two. But, mm. you know, it, I could be wrong. <laughs> or they could be wrong. It was a month ago, and I'm not really known for my photographic memory. That's but, true. But, uh, yeah, so we guessed a couple of rooms, and you're trying... Yeah, there is, like, a location, and 
or it's like the the thing that you're trying to figure out is different from regular clue mm. but did you accuse anyone of killing a jedi with a lead pipe no oh okay it's like you're guessing how how you're going to or how someone escaped or something like that i don't remember interesting it, like i said it wasn't a very in-depth rules explanation and i was like wait what and i don't think clue is known to be a complex game but it felt complex yeah based on the rules explanation what what are we talking in terms of fun factor fun factor i mean it was rolling dice and guessing some things yeah so i didn't think it was very fun but the kids seemed to really enjoy it and it drew a crowd like there were a bunch of kids around us even though there were other kids off playing king of tokyo and screaming at each other it's, I have, like, one of those convention moments where, like, the table next to you is having so much fun, but you're stuck mm-hmm. playing s- someone's weird prototype. That's how I felt. <laughs> Some 11-year-old's made-up game. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I, I, don't, I don't think we were playing. I would bet money that we weren't playing it right because it didn't feel normal, right, like a game. But, okay. Did the two kids <laughs> who had no friends have fun? They did. Did you succeed in your end goal of trying to entertain sad children? They were super pumped that I was playing with them. Because, like, I'm kind of, like, a big deal when it comes to board game night. So everyone wants to play with me, you know? So sometimes you don't even make it to the table because you're swarmed by the crowd. (laughs) Not exactly. People watch uh... with bated breath for you to take your moves. (laughs) Well, I think they're just excited that a teacher is playing a game. Gotcha. Like the teachers are capable of fun things. Yeah. It seems to confound them. Well, it sounds like you weren't capable of fun, but you put on a good show. Right, right. Well, I can fake it real well. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess that's all that matters. So you played one game that you don't sort know of. if it was actually a game a month ago. No, I played. I, I also played Cards Against Humanity. Not with kids this time, though. That was. All right, which one was more fun? The, the Star Wars clue. Oh, my God. The Star Wars clue that you openly disliked. I <laughs> I said before the show, if I could, I would burn every single copy of Cards Against Humanity at this point in my life. Like, I get it, and it has its audience, but, like, after you've played it twice, it's no fun. It's no fun anymore. And especially yeah. when you have, like, a weird mixed group of people that you don't know that well, then it's really, really not fun. Yeah. We did play it in combination with um, Telestrations, so that's a little bit better. Were you drawing the things that you were playing on cards? Yeah, you, you pick one of the cards and that's what you draw. That sounds dangerous. It is dangerous. There are a lot of naughty drawings. But that's also interesting that you needed to use another game to facilitate fun. Like, you've, yeah. you've got to spice up Cards Against Humanity. Well, yeah. I do. Uh, I convinced everybody else that they did too. And then they all gotcha. really, really liked it and I went to bed. Nice. You distracted them. <laughs> I, all right. I have so an my idea and then I'll slip out the quite the way I thought they would, but that's okay. I gotcha. it's, been, it's been an interesting summer. Yeah. I'll play games again, guys. Don't worry. It'll happen. I, I don't know what we can do to facilitate this for you, to help, just for your sake, for the sake of the listeners. I feel bad for the listeners, but I don't know. I think uh, I, it's, it's really my fault. I'm not good yeah. at friends, so it makes it not harder. Not good at friends. Uh, just tell everyone your address and people can come knock on your door. Oh, no, definitely not. There are All plenty right, of well. game nights around in my area. 
It's just a matter of me leaving Maybe that the involves house. getting dressed and leaving the house. Right. I don't know. Not easy. It'll happen one day. Yeah. One day when Kyle's child is like 15 and he's allowed to lose, leave the house again, we'll have game night. Well, maybe we'll be on episode 73 by then. <laughs> so <laughs> it might line up. All right. You guys should talk about real games. All right, Dan. What have you been up to? I know you've been playing some things out there. You were you were in Europe for a while. How did that go? That was good. I didn't play any games in Europe, but it is what it is. I don't always have to play games. There's other things in life that are also entertaining, and Europe is amazing. Um, yeah, I'm not happy to be back. So <laughs> I love this is going well, everyone. Well, I'm just saying I would rather be in Europe than in the U.S. So that's just me. That's 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 life in general. That's not board games. Yeah, so I don't I'm just going to talk about games that I liked because after the last episode I I apparently broke the cardinal sin of talking negatively about games that are popular. So I'm going to go ahead and just say I love all games and everyone else should love all games too. What did so, you do? What did you even that, talk about? I don't remember it being that bad. People were saying that I don't like anything, as always, after well, I kind of said that. commented People on... People just like to poke the bear. It's fine. Sentient You've always is said only good at two players. Yeah, it is fun for me, I'm saying. But this time, we're just going to talk about games that I like, so everyone can go out and buy games, because that's what people want to do, apparently. Um, they don't want to be saved Ouch. from buying crappy games. Um, Century Spice Road, that's a turd, like we talked like about that. A dark cloud. There's no dark cloud. It's fine. Let's talk about, um, I don't know, number nine, NMBR9. This is a game from, I think it's Abacus Spiel coming, I think, to Gen Con from Z-Man. It's on my Gen Con list. I think it's, yeah, it's limited. Yeah, I think it's limited at Gen Con and then it'll have a full release in like October or something like that. Who knows? But um, yeah, I picked this up in in Europe because it was like one of the only games that I really was interested in when I was looking, which is great because uh, number one, that probably means that only, you know, all the good games that the Europeans used to have, you know, sole access to are somehow finding their way to the U S in some manner. Um, and number two, it means there's not a lot of good games out that I have to buy. So that's another good thing. So um, yeah. So number nine is just a quick puzzle. There's these, uh, pieces uh zero through nine and each one has a specific shape that is made up of small squares so think of them as like tetris pieces so they come together to form a shape that looks similar to the number that they represent so zero looks like a zero and nine looks like you know a nine um and what you're doing is real simple you're going to flip a card there's a deck of 20 cards um so there's two of each number in that deck um you're going to flip a card and everyone grabs that piece and they put it in their little tableau building area um and you're trying to build um like a small little structure using these numbers to score points um and the way you build is that you know everything on the base level is worth nothing everything on the first level is worth its face value and everything on the second level is worth two times 
third level, three times, etc. Um, so you're trying to get the bigger numbers higher up um, in your little structure so that they have a bigger multiplier. Um, so it's a cute little scoring mechanism. Um, you know, there's some placement rules like, you know, they always have to be adjacent. Um, when you're placing on a level above level zero, you have to have the, the tile has to completely cover two, at least two tiles on the base level. No gaps are allowed. There's no hang off. So you really have to kind of visually build this thing from the ground up to kind of make yourself uh, in a strong position to go higher and higher, which is, is tough. It's a, you know, it, the rules are super simple. It's a, you know, a one page rule sheet. Um, but you know, there's some, there's some definite kind of puzzly aspects to it, which obviously appeals to me after last, last episode, when you heard me going on and on about my love of Baron park, um, this is kind of in the same vein of kind of just puzzling together these, uh, Tetris pieces to score points. So I like those games. I really do. I thought this one was good. Simplistic. Like I said, the rule set, it can be explained in like three minutes, um, there's a decent amount of variety because, you know, with the deck, there's 20 cards and they're going to come out in different orders. And, you know, you can kind of try and plan ahead, hoping that a certain number comes up that may or may not, you know, there's a couple of different things, but, um, overall it's just, you know, the decision tree really exists within putting the pieces together and, and making a structure go higher and higher, um, which is fun. Um, I highly recommend it. I like it. So which if you one like do you those. like better? Baron Park or number nine? Uh, I think I like Baron Park better. Um, I, I don't know. They're both good and they're, they're different in their own ways. I think I like the... I think Baron Park is more of a game and number nine is more of an activity, if I can use that cliched phrase there. It really is like number nine is like doing like almost like a Sudoku puzzle kind of thing. It's like you just kind of do your thing. And whereas like Baron Park, you know, there's you can race people to certain pieces. You can race people to certain goals. There's there's different there's different things going on. So I find that I find there's a little more game with Baron Park, um, but they're both really good in my opinion. So if you like those kind of games, I would check it out. And I will. Thanks. You Dan. should. You're welcome. <laughs> well Good i knew he had played it <laughs> when i put it on my list so yay i think baron park is a little bit more interesting it's just got a little bit more going on but that doesn't mean this is a bad game i am so this is this falls in that baron park category for me i feel like dan and i are switching roles but like i i su- again surprised that this game is so popular because it is very simplistic but that's yeah, what's popular right now. Kind of simplistic, yeah. Yeah, that's what people that's want. Right probably now. true. I think the going fat is like these cutesy little. I mean, look at rolling rights. I find rolling rights to be extremely boring most of the time, and those are the biggest thing since sliced bread right now. And I don't understand it, but people like them. So yeah, I think that this. What is this run, Dan, in terms of price or tip? I think it's like twenty twenty five bucks or something like that. Okay, it's not much. Um, it's nice, good. nice quality. I mean, the, the pieces are nice and chunky. The insert is yeah. great. Um, you literally just take the box lid off and you're ready to play. Um, that's literally all you have to do, which is great as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it'll, it, it appeals to those people that really like to just puzzle out a solution using abstract kind of methods. Like I think yeah. that's where it's going to appeal. There's no theme. There's no nothing like 
It literally is just an abstract puzzle game that plays it's, it's one to four players. Perfect. 20 minute filler. And the Gen Con list says it's going to be $30. Just mm-hmm. FYI. So on, online it'll be like 19 So Right. Which is yeah, I mean, 19 So is don't buy it at Gen Con. Yeah, well, unless you really got to have it, but I, I don't know that this nope. is a game that you need to beat down the door to get. Nope. No, I don't think it is. But like I said, if, if you like that style of game, um, yeah. it's good. I recommend it. It just confirmed for me, like playing it, I was really excited to play it because I wanted to get it, but it confirmed that like, okay, don't need to buy this, but I will play it anytime it's on the table. Like, I think it's cool. You can play it solo. You can play it solo? Yeah, like, you just stack the pieces, I guess. Yeah, well, it says one to four players, so... You can do a lot of things solo, like watch TV, play a video game, <laughs> go to the bathroom. Listen, man, you can do a lot of more interesting things than playing a solo game. But I need game. to feel like a gamer, so sometimes I play games solo. That's okay. Until I find some sort of friend that's going to make me play games. That's what I need. You live in like a hotbed of gamers, too. You need to just... Yeah, you live in Ohio. Get I don't out there. live in a hot... Do you know how big Ohio is? Like, when you see the Ohio gamers on, like, Twitter, they're, you like, three hours away from me. near Columbus. Right. The I home know. of Origins Game Fair. That's true. And we have game cafes and... But, like, socially inept gamer, right? Like, no one believes Just go me. see Craig. Go see Craig, Craig and Kopech. They live a while away. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's not like a 20-minute... If it were a 20-minute drive, I'd be at Craig's house every night, but... Sacrifices must be made, Tiff. <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> I don't know. Get in that little mini drive, trooper. Find a spot that you can drive 20 minutes and then have Craig go the rest of the way. <laughs> I think Craig's a little, like, dizzy right now, but I don't know. They're all having fun up there. That's good. I'm not jealous. It's fine. Well, have, we will uh-huh. talk in a bit how you will be at Gen Con. Maybe you can play a game at Gen Con, Tiff. I'm, th- I'm thinking I might play a single game. That's my prediction. I'll well, at least play one game. Play some number nine. That should take you ten minutes. Someone will have that. Yeah. Yeah. Dang and have it. You can throw that game into, like, a plastic bag. It's, like, it's not that many pieces. <laughs> no, I'm not bringing anything. No, that that's the smart strategy when it comes to conventions. Don't bring not anything. Not even for the sake of Tiff. Nope. No, don't bring it, Dan. I don't want you to bring it. Nope. But then I love she's going to buy it for $30. I'm already bringing myself. She doesn't need much more. That's really all I need is Dan. I don't really <laughs> go to the convention for a game anymore. I just go to see Dan. It's viable. I mean, sorry. I Matt. think that's what a lot of people do with Gen Con. <laughs> that's why Gen Con is becoming so popular. That's why they've had, they sold out badges in record rates is because Dan's <laughs> coming with just himself. No distractions. <laughs> Just him and the people. My purest form. Yep. I might even wear white. Whoa. Wow. That might be a little bit too much. Mm. Just to emphasize his purity. Yep. It's like his quinceanera. white is your color, Dan. I don't think you should. No, I'm more of a kind of a muted, dark color kind of person. Yeah, like a nice charcoal. Yeah, I like I like varying shades of the grayscale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I live. My life is very black and white. And this has been... Sweater talk with Dan? Motivating mantras with Dan. My sweaters are mostly blue, though. Are they? Yeah. I feel, I, I, feel I literally like just bought a new sweater. A sweater. Gray sweater. But maybe it was blue. Maybe. Everyone teases me because my whole wardrobe is blue. Mine is either blue or red, generally. It hides the fact that you're shaped like a rectangle. 
Ouch. <laughs> that's that's like an inside joke. I guess no one will get that from Matt and I. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, trust me, they'll get you being mean to me. <laughs> that's not an inside joke. That's that's a joke from my brother Michael, who doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Then it's the most inside of inside jokes. Yep. He checks up on me though. He's like, "Hey, you guys haven't released in a while. What's going on?" I was like, "Are you listening?" He goes, "No, I just download for you." It's like, "Oh, That's thanks." Cute. That's nice. Thanks for the thanks for the download. Download and delete, like most of our listeners. Hey, what a, whatever it takes, I guess. Right. I understand. Well, now that my self-esteem is low and I can't look at myself in the mirror without seeing a giant rectangle, <laughs> let's play a game or talk about a game. What have I been playing? I don't know. I've got a couple of different things. Would you guys like to hear about our our journey into Macroscope, that cutesy little picture oh, game? Oh, I saw or a tweet about it. Like Word Domination or Papa Paolo. I played, played a couple of different I, things. I want to hear about Papa Paolo. Did you play this or did just Dan play this? Did I play it? I've never played it. Yeah. It's a game. Oh, okay. Have I played it? Are you serious? <laughs> I played it a few times. I, Dan talked about this a little bit, I think. And it was on our 2016 Best Of. I remember it being on that, but I don't remember. What did you think about it? Thumbs up or thumbs down? That's all I need to know. I say thumbs up. Okay. All right. Now is talk that about fair, Dan? Is a thumbs up fair? Half of the game is a thumbs up. The other half is a thumbs down. Like so you didn't like the bidding the, thing. The auction is pointless and boring. It it serves Ooh, zero auction. purpose. The other part yeah, of you it don't like auctions is fine. Um, the I, well now, but this one was just not interesting. Like it literally served very little purpose in the entire like. It doesn't scope hurt anything though. But it doesn't need to be there. That's the thing. Like it just well, it, adds mm, unnecessarily. I don't know. It gives you priority to get certain benefits. I guess, but it's just kind of boring, especially like because there's like four columns. You just go, okay, I'll go here. All right, you go there. Yeah, I, I'm okay with that one. You go here, and it's over. Like very I think little. That just has to do with the play group. Like I'm sure that mm. they play tested with people who were like, yeah, let's bid and outbid each other. I guess I've played it three times with three different groups, and it's the same thing every time. Like I have not. There's been very little jockeying for position on that track. Um, it's kind of like doesn't that yeah. just make it quick and painless though? But like I said, but it's just it's not. It just drags the round out. Like there's no point. Like just yeah, whatever. Um, do something like whoever passes first, or do I don't know something weird. But there's no passing in the game, so I guess you can't do that. Um, the other thing I hate about that game is the graphic design and artwork. It's really hard to tell the different colors of the houses um it's extremely cluttered and busy looking um and i I thought it was just poorly done overall but uh, other than that the putting together your little pizza routes and stuff is other than that yeah no well i mean graphic design you have to admit the graphic design is poor in that game like it's not good and the like you can barely tell like a red house versus a yellow house versus a like the blue is probably the easiest one to tell because it's blue <laughs> on a red roof kind of thing. But the, yeah, the, the rest of the game is fine. Like I said, half of the game is really good. I just don't, I don't think the auction needs to be in there, but that's just me. I don't think it hurts anything. Yeah, but that's but... like, what, what, what's the point of putting in if it doesn't, if, if your, your opinion of it is it doesn't hurt anything, did it need to be in there? Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, did it... how else would you, what other mechanism could you use to I don't know. prioritize? There's some other thing. I just, I just don't think it, I don't think it did anything 
all that impactful. Like I think it was... it's just a preference at that point. Like I think that they could have used a couple of different mechanisms to do a similar thing, and they chose auction because they were into auctions. And wow. you are not into auctions. Well, I don't so like that whole part of the game. Like I don't like that half of the game. Like the whole I need to do this to get this this chip and this chip because by the end of the game you don't really care about those chips because you've already got your delivery strategy you can probably do it in one or two moves and you know what i mean like you don't need some of those things i think it's about those end game bonuses and things like that Uh, i guess but yeah but you don't even have to do the auction thing to get the bonus thing so you just kind of it's it is what it is it's a fun, like like I said the the first half of the game the worker placement the building your little routes the delivering pizza super fun really like that part I just I felt like the other part was a little superfluous and not necessary that's all good game I'm fine with it um, like I said my biggest How do you gri- say good game after that that's very confusing to me because like you said it's fine you can play with it it's not broken it's not it doesn't really detract all that much from the gameplay i just didn't think it was necessary like i don't think Mm. it was a necessary part of the game you still go through it and it's fine like i it didn't really didn't do anything to harm the gameplay for me except make it longer and i don't know yeah it's fine it's it's a it's a good game not great it's good well there you go tiff i don't know if you can check it out maybe play it we'll see it's very easy Easy is good. Yeah, it's not a, like, not, and I wasn't saying that just for you. I'm just saying like it's it's a it's a simple rule set. It's I mean the rule book's okay. I remember I had to learn it from the rule book, uh, which was there was a couple of things I forget what they were, but I remember we had to like double check and check BGG for a few things. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, the 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 building the route thing is fun. Okay, now talk about macroscope. Go quick. Talk about macroscope. Yeah. Well, see, I don't get to talk about games, so I think it's only fair that I get to force you to talk about the games I want to hear about. Uh, Macroscope is from, what, Mayday Games, Dan? It is from Mayday Games. Yep. And it's, I'd consider it a family title in the sense that it's relatively limited in rules, like you don't have to learn a whole lot of stuff, and the basic premise of gameplay is pretty smooth, so that's kind of why I put it in that family category you only have a couple of things to do on your turn and what you're trying to do is guess pictures by looking through a series of openings that you can uncover so imagine the contraption that you put together is actually pretty neat it's a clever little piece of cardboard to store this thing and preserve the sanctity of the game kind of thing it's 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 like the dice tower in camel up like it just it's cool and it kind of has to work that way it kind of has to be a little bit over the top so you've got this rectangular piece of cardboard that you're looking down into and it has little circles that are cut out and then you put little lids on those circles and underneath is a picture that's obscured because of the openings and closings that you have and on your turn you roll two dice and each opening has a number on it and you can remove an opening that corresponds to one of your dice rolls so if i roll a six i can take a little lid off that has a six on it Uh, i can do that up to twice if my dice match And then I can take a guess if I want. There is a mechanism where people can kind of guess in front of you or pay you to guess over top of you. But essentially, your best chance is to guess on your turn because it doesn't cost anything. And you'll get points based on how many openings have not been uh, uncovered. So I think there's 14 total. So if you uncover five openings and you guess the picture, you can get nine points. 
and it's most points at the end of the game. And the pictures are things like a slice of pizza or a bear or a military general's hat. And the way that they've organized them in this little contraption is like you'd expect them to be. They're obscured in interesting ways to make it look like multiple things. So you pull a couple lids off and you're like, oh, it looks kind of like this, but I need more information before I can make an accurate guess. But if you wait too long, other people will have their turns and maybe get to guess over top of you. And you play 10 pictures and then you count up your points. So it's it's super easy. Uh, And Dan was taking pictures and sending them on Twitter. I think it's a, a funny little interactive element. I thought it's it's something that you could play pretty much with anyone because all you have to do is be able to see the the thing. So I thought it was fine. It's not rocketing to the top of my list. It's an option for, I think, if you're playing with your family who don't play a lot of games or if you're playing with kids who have like a more limited repertoire in terms of the types of mechanics that they can engage in. But yeah, it's cool. For us, it worked out because we were playing with our mom. I think that if it was just Dan, Cal, and I, it probably wouldn't have been as exciting. I don't know, Dan, you can speak to that. Um, I thought it was one of the more fun party games I'd played in the last year or so. I, I liked it. I Do you consider it, was... it a party game? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like, anytime you're sitting around a table and you can, you know, just kind of, like, do whatever and guess on other people's turns and you're, you know, I've I thought it was a party game, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it's just a personal distinction. Yeah. Well, for me, it's 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 only a game I would play in a party-like setting. So maybe that's what my distinction is. Um, I mean, every day is a party in my life, so uh-huh. they're all party games. That's fair. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was creative. I thought it was um, well-produced. Um simple rule set uh yeah i i I didn't have many gripes about it it was super simple and a lot of fun i like the like where i like guessing things like that the where's waldo's those like those kind of things where you're like comparing two pictures and trying to find different things like i like all those kind of like little uh what are they like tavern games that you can play like (laughs) on those little put in a quarter things at the bar those are fun Dan, you are forever full of surprises. I don't think I have any idea what kind of games you like anymore. What? Photo Hunt is one of my favorite games of all time. On one of those little like those little little PC things that they have on the bars that you pay like a dollar for four credits. Photo yeah. Hunt? Awesome. X-rated Photo yeah. Hunt? Even funnier, especially depending on the bar you're in. X-rated Photo Hunt? Yes. Yeah. What is I mean, I guess that's self-explanatory. Basically just compares to pictures of naked people i guess would be the the nicest way to say it and you're trying to find the differences <laughs> same thing as photo hunt uh, people people who play those little uh consoles know what i'm talking about I'm trying to think of the the amount or number of things that could potentially be different in a picture of naked people oh there's there's some surprising things <laughs> That's what makes it so funny. Like, that's what I said. Like, it's it's such a crowd pleaser. It's so much fun. Like, obviously, you know, for the prude of heart, it's probably not the best thing to pull out at the bar. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Photo hunt in general. So play photo hunt next time you're at the bar. Noted. I don't think I've ever seen a bar with a machine in it to play. It's been a while. Yeah, they're... Like, those are not as popular anymore. No, you're going to find them more in your dive bars now. I think 
So more your kind of like corner taverns, things like that, your pubs. You don't see them in like the TGI Fridays anymore. Um, but they're fun. I love them. Like it's fun. You just get a group of people around trying to pick out the differences and photos and it's fun. And then when you do it, it's like, <laughs> yeah, high five moment. Yeah. A lot of fun. Are there high five moments in, in this macroscope game? No, because it's not like a team effort. It's like, yeah. I mean, you could play as a team, I guess. Could it be a team effort? There yeah. are, uh, yeah. Yeah, you could easily play as a team. You could eat. Th- this game had a lot of, oh man, that was such a good guess, or how did you get that with only pulling one or two, like little circles off, kind of thing. Sounds uh, like the or, board game club thing. Yeah. I well, we have a copy. Maybe I can send it your way. Maybe you should. I think it would be the perfect. Just pay way shipping. To start. Tiff. <laughs> or you could just give it to Dan. He could take it to Jen. Oh, that's right. Well, he just gave it to me, actually. So that would oh. be. <laughs> well, Dan, take it back. <laughs> you, yeah, I gave it to you because you play the the party games more, the family game. I don't, I don't play them as much. So I figured you'd get more use out of it than I would. The first day of board game club needs games like that that don't require a whole lot of explanation because usually a whole lot of kids show up on that first day not knowing what to expect. Yeah, this would probably be perfect. So I'll have my like group of like strategic game weirdos that know what games are in the corner doing their thing, and then I'll have this out for the normal kids. I need to send you like a big care package of some of the titles that we've gotten sent to us. That would be nice. You know what else you could put in that care package? No, you're not getting that. <laughs> no? Okay. Nope. All right. What did you have to give me? We, there was an exchange for that. I feel like whatever it is, I've already given it to you. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. It, it was so long ago you don't even remember. I'm holding what your art that? book hostage. Where is that? I gotta find that. You also Anywho. owe Kyle something. So, like, get yourself a big box I mean, here. wait. I don't owe Kyle something. I am giving Kyle two free games. <laughs> well, okay. But you already said that you would, so. Yes. You, you, there's an obligation there now. I'm indebted to, to several people. It's expensive to send it's things, okay. though, for free. So... <laughs> I'll Humanitarian efforts aren't always, always Just cheap. weigh it up, and I'll send you shipping. Yeah, we'll see. Now that we've got uh, that has anything out, else m- memorable back to the crossed show. your path, Dan? Me? Yes. Uh, you. Yeah, I mean, Not Tiff. No, me. I'm going by Dan now. It's a strong name. Great. There's two of them. <laughs> Just what I needed. Strong, Our strong voices name. are different enough, so it would work. Um... New things uh, or newer. I mean, you things don't have to strain to yourself. I just didn't know if anything stands out. I'm thinking. Um, I played. Well, here's one you probably wouldn't think I enjoyed. I played. What was it called? Arena for the Gods. The new yellow Is game. That a yellow. Mm. Yeah, it's like a arena combat kind of game. I had a lot of fun with that. I played that when I was down in North Carolina. Kirkman had a copy, and. We pulled it out, and I wasn't expecting much, but I was like, whatever. It's fun. Um, yeah, it's interesting. So, like, the, the, we played the, the starter version, but the, the real game... So, everyone's got these, like, cards. I think you have four, like, equipment kind of cards. Um, and on your turn, you and you start with, like, 20 life, and you roll dice, and you're just trying to match symbols on the cards to execute, like, the powers that you have on those cards. Um, and then there's generic ones in case you roll bad. Um, but there's like a little arena and you got to position yourself and you can push other people and move other people, you know, 
what you would kind of expect in like a miniatures arena kind of combat thing. But the the dice rolling and the little combo building was was really fun. Um, and, and from what I understand, in the the, the real game, the, the the real version of the game, you're you're kind of auctioning those powers because some of them are really good um, in combinations with others. That's what was the fun part. Um, when you're starting out, like we did, we they give you the four that you should have w- with each player. So it's like a, a set um, to start with, which I like when games do that. It's nice. Um, but in the in the base game, what you're doing is you're auctioning life points to take specific powers. So wow. um, you gotta, you know, there's, you know, if you really want that mounted croco croco horse, which I was riding or whatever, it was like a horse with a crocodile head. It was weird. Um, but my crocker horse was strong crocker horse. Um, if you really want that, like you could pay five life points for it, but then you're at 15 and, and your life points are behind the screen. So it's kind of cool because the game ends when somebody dies. And then at that point, whoever has the most life points. So there's, there's a bit of a fog of war and that you don't really know where people are. You kind of under, you, you know, I know he's been hit like 20 times and this guy's been hit like 10 and, uh, they're close so it's like you you know you can kind of play that so that that little bit of tension i thought was really uh was really neat the kind of the hidden life points um so yeah i thought it was i thought it was a lot of fun actually for a family game um i don't know that i need to own it um but i would i would definitely play it i thought it was fun i feel like we've overall grown apart from yellow games like we usually look at them and say oh they're really pretty and then they're not that interesting does this kind of break that mold a little bit are they this is like a solid game yeah no i mean i love yellow I, i'll look at anything they put out um i, I agree I, I that agree. most I of their stuff probably doesn't suit my style um except yeah, for their small box light. their small box series is phenomenal um yeah but they're yeah i think this one this one's light i mean it's not hard uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but it was it was fun. Like I said, it scratched that little combo building itch. It had the little arena kind of take that kind of you know punch people in the face, which is always funny with you know with a good group of people. You know, it's a it's a good laugh. So yeah, if you I went into it with the proper expectations, which I think now having gotten accustomed to what yellow is bringing out and stuff like that, I I think I have been able to level set with my expectations with a yellow game and enjoy them for what they are in that moment kind of thing. Don't necessarily need to buy them all, i.e. Oceanos. Um, but you know, I still think they're putting out quality products, so I'll check them out. Cool. But yeah. Arena of the gods. That was, uh, it was fun. So if you've got like a, you've got like a, a group of, you know, younger gamers, you know, family, I, I think it was a lot of fun. It's, it's one of those games that I think like, uh, you know, a, a seven plus year old could really pick up on and just beat up on dad or mom. And, you know, those games are always fun for them. So uh, it was, it was good. And mom and dad can still have a little bit of fun too, which was, which is nice. Cool. All right. Yeah. That is a, that one would surprise me in terms of you enjoying it, but Hey, that's okay. I think it's time that we probably move on and talk a little bit about Gen Con 2017. It is right around the corner. When is it actually? The 15th. So like next weekend. From when we're recording this, it's next Wednesday or the following Wednesday. Cool. Not people always confuse me with this Wednesday versus next Wednesday. Some people think this upcoming Wednesday is next Wednesday, which, according to the English language, it technically is. But a lot of people that will say this Wednesday and then the following Wednesday is next Wednesday, which is kind of I always get confused by that with people. 
it's different for everyone it's it's funny that's why we usually operate in dates sometimes yeah it's that's the 16th <laughs> how about that that's not as fun hmm. so it, it's not the this upcoming wednesday it's the following wednesday that sounds right it's the and 16th. you both will be there not on the 16th hopefully on the 18th i will be then there wednesday for sure i'm still working out i might go tuesday evening because uh i can so <laughs> i'm not sure yet because i can there you go yeah I've come in on Tuesday night before. It's kind of nice because there aren't nearly as many people there. Yeah, well, uh, my wife's out of town and the little guy's with, with grandma. So I, I have an opening if I want to. E- either way, I, well, otherwise I'm getting there at like 9 a.m. the next morning. So it's not a big deal either way. You'll pretty much be there then. I'll be there for Wednesday positively. Okay. So, yeah, Gen Con 2017, the biggest Gen Con that they've had so far. It's the 50th anniversary. They've sold out of almost every badge possible. So expect bigger crowds than you've ever seen before. And expect more games than you've ever seen before. I'm having anxiety over it already. In terms of games being there. But the reason why we're having this little segment is to talk about games that you can buy and demo that you're interested in. Although you two both went just purchases, right? Yeah, I, I... Yep. I don't usually demo things at Gen Con. It's harder to demo things at Gen yeah. Con. I'll demo things at Origins, mostly because that's all they really have going on. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't have any demo ones. All of mine are supposedly for sale, according to the the Board Game Geek preview 2.0, which is awesome, by the way. Yeah, so let's talk about that in a second. I do have a list as well, even though I will not be attending. I went through the list and checked out what I'd be interested in. Mine are not just purchases. I could, I can be a little demo excited because I won't be there to have to actually try to demo it. So I'm just like, oh, these are cool games. But yes, the Gen Con preview 2.0 is up on BGG.com. And what's cool about this? Well, first off, there's 477 games. So is that everything that's going to be at Gen Con? Probably not, but that's everything that's been reported out to BGG. And the system and interface itself is awesome this year, as you alluded to, Tiff. It has, it's got a more clear and concise way to go through the list of games, providing you more information at a glance. And it also has this new list building feature where you can click on uh, must-have, interested, undecided, or a fourth option that I didn't click on. Must be a negative option. Turd. <laughs> turd. Not interested. Basically turd. So what that does is then populate a list for you. So you can go in and basically at a glance, click on all the games that you're interested in. It populates a list. Then you can go through that list and organize it however you want. Uh, you could probably have this list on hand in case you're trying to like check off purchases and demos while you're at Gen Con. It's just a much better way. You don't have to have a thousand tabs open to figure out what your top 10 Gen Con games are, cough, cough, this episode. And I just, I like it a lot better. It's also cleaner. It's using that BGG, the new looking interface, the new layout. So it just is less ugly. I just like that you can sort the list by what is actually going to be there. Yep. It has like the the booth number right with the game. The price, whether it's demo or sale. Ugh. It's a game changer for Yeah, real. it's an all-around big improvement. Oddly enough, it still is what they should have been doing about 15 years ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> Be nice. 
They yeah. they finally accomplished what we like need to be functional. Like yes. it took me so much less time. I don't know if that just made sense, but sure. It took me less time to put my list together because of this. Normally I just have all these tabs and I'm closing and opening and it's crazy. And now I'm just like, oh. And I started by doing that. I didn't even realize the new format. And I was like, oh, this is a better layout. And then I got like halfway through and was like, I could have been clicking on stuff. I got all these tabs and a, and a Microsoft Word document open. Right. Terrible. Yeah, it's but pretty anyway, awesome. Let's go ahead and talk about some of the things that we're interested in seeing. So it's a quote unquote top 10 list, but really that's just to limit our things. Dan, I think yours is in order. And Tiff, I don't think yours is. I roughly ordered mine. To go to go to make Dan happy. The fa- no, the fact that I said mine was in order made Tiff panic. So she probably did it while we were talking before. Let's be honest. No, I did. Yeah, I did. exactly. See, <laughs> like, what? Mine aren't in order. Oh no. Well, okay. Listen, I was going into this episode like Dan style. Like, I'm not going to worry about it. I have a rough list. I'm just going to kind of like wing it. It'll oh, be I fine. did. I did a Dan and style. Then, Dan, then Dan's like, let's do a top ten and put them in order. I'm like, what is happening here? I just so. thought it had some structure. Otherwise, we just <laughs> start rambling and I get lost. Oh, so I yeah. like this structure, Dan. Mm. Structured Dan. Well, da- structured Dan is like in like panic mode, like trying to fix his house and all kinds of stuff. So I was like, you know what? If I could just make this list that much easier, it'll be helpful. <laughs> you know, that's what I think every week. Just for for the record. Yeah, I don't want to live this way. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> Sometimes you just, you got to exert some control over your life. Uh, all right. Well, I'm excited about this structure. Yeah, I like it. I'm excited that there's not... I have four must-haves, and that's awesome. I was about to say, do do we have any must-haves? I have four, which are my top four. I, I only put... I don't know if I have must-haves. I put must-have on one. All right. So, so Tiff, for... Tiff, at the outset here, are we going to make our can only purchase so many packed yes oh yes because we did really well with it last year what do we have seven last year i think that was a good number i think that was no, fair we did 10 last year no it was less it was like seven or eight yeah you didn't do 10 or maybe you no nah, i don't think you did 10 it hmm. was yeah all right all let's right. do let's do seven okay seven seven include so seven well, games between the two of you now, I have to ask a question because this Gen Con, I'm actually making a very uh, strong point. I don't know. What it, I, I want to go look at all the different inserts that are being made for games because I've, I've come to this conclusion that I don't want to buy more games. I want to make you the ones make I like. Well, I yeah, I'd like to Better. like organize them and like for like my my ones that I love, like you want to upgrade a little. I want to upgrade them sure. a little bit. So, are we counting this as inserts and games, or can well, we have... you could say games or just overall purchases. So it's no, just seven. I, I'd say it can just including be... meals. You get seven. <laughs> I was gonna say that them. overall purchases won't work because I usually buy Tristan a T-shirt or two and things like that. Yeah, and so. I try to find stuff. For well, no, excluding gifts. Gifts don't count. Yeah, Tiff goes and looks in like the anime porn section. It's awesome. Yes, I go with her. Absolutely. If you, <laughs> Dan helps me out. If you, re- Dan helps me out. Oh yeah, that sexy nurse looks good. <laughs> if you relinquish <laughs> control of the item to someone else, it counts as a gift, and it does not count against your purchase count. I don't think insert should count. That's. 
lame. That doesn't so mean I'm going to buy a, a bunch. Day and you're like, I don't want this, and you give it to me, then it counts as a gift and doesn't count against you. Oh. What if I just sell it during it. final scoring, like I typically do? I think the games bought and sold within the convention. Are we netting it out? I think it should yeah, be Yeah, don't count against okay. you. I'm okay with that. So that you can basically you. purchase demo. Because last year, my sale of Terraforming Mars allowed me to purchase one other game on the last day. Oceanus. No, that was first day purchase. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that if you end up with seven games. Okay. But inserts get expensive, so if this is a money-saving tactic, like, you could be like, I spent $1,000 on inserts. No, I said I want to check them out. I'm not going to buy a ton. I just want to see what's there's out there because there's... They seem to have grown. It's not so much about money saving. It's just about space and. I mean, I just uh, yeah, roll in it normally, but I don't feel like. <laughs> All right, so what's your rule? Are you gonna say seven gaming purchases? Seven, seven games. Seven, seven games. Seven That's games. hard enough because then you get into like when I see those little small box Japanime yeah. games or something, I'm if like, if it's under ten dollars, I don't even count it. The deck of playing cards that have anime girls on them. If they yeah. have now, if they have that that. Asian vendor that they had last year that I forget the company. It wasn't Japanime. It was it was Bacafire's company. I forget what it's called. But man, mm-hmm. I, I sat at that booth for like 20 minutes going, hmm, Asian games. I love these games. Asian games. Yes, that was nice. All so, right. Yeah. So seven, seven purchases of game, seven games and Matt gets a t-shirt. <laughs> Deal. Matt gets a copy of Legends of the Five Rings. Um, um, spoiler, it's on my list, but I'm not waiting in line for it. <laughs> you got nothing else to wait in line for, so go wait in line for that. Hell no. <laughs> Have you, You've seen a Fantasy Flight line, right? I've seen a Fantasy Flight yeah, line. It we'll has double multiple it people holding signs. Because it's gotten worse now that they've gotten bigger Well, space. I'm hoping that because the, the Pax Unplug list came out, and that there's a lot of vendors at that thing, so I'm hoping maybe I can nag it snag a copy there they're doing like a like a 700 purse person inaugural tournament of it where everyone gets a copy of it and i was like "Ooh, i would sign up for that and just take the box and leave yeah but they were out of tickets when i found it so yeah it's it's a, that's a good way to so do maybe it. that's 700 even, less people that will be in the line that's true but i wonder if they'll even have that many more copies then if they sold their they basically guaranteed their stock i'm interested in i'm not I'm not drooling over it. I'm very interested no. in it for its theme. Well, maybe the art because it's Japanese. Mm. <laughs> Anywho, all right. So let's get into it. Do you guys want to start with your? Here's what I want to put out: Is there are there any must-haves that are basically a given that are not interesting to talk about? Like, um, anything um, that we know you're probably going to buy. So, and we already know about the game. No. Any big titles, hot titles? Well, there's big. I mean. Depends. Uh, what are the hot titles? This is not good radio. Let's just go over our list because some people <laughs> right, might go over your list. Some Tiff, people's hot game. titles might not be other people's hot titles. All right. So I don't know. Start... It's like, some... go ahead, Tiff. Go no, ahead. No, normally go. there are some like given things, but I feel like we're kind of drifting away from buying those types of games these days. I don't know. Maybe like I'm on not... my list, my must-have. It's a demo, but like one of my must-haves is Pandemic Legacy Season Two. Don't need to talk about it. It's a given. Yeah, I don't think I necessarily have any like that. I have some things that will not surprise you, but... Okay. All right. Give me give me fine. something, Tiff. Well, okay. So, are we starting at the, like... Go ahead. Least? Start at the bottom. Okay. Well, we already talked about number nine, but that was on there, and I guess I'm not going to buy it. Thanks, Dan. Love you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it would be great for then, your kids. 
You can play yeah. it. Try it. Yeah. It's a fun game. Just don't pay $30 for I'll it. I'll just wait until it's on sale. That'll be fine. Sure. Next up, I was just kind of interested in looking at Coal Country. It's from Rio Grande. Oh, it was based on that box cover art, wasn't it? It was. How did you know that? <laughs> I, I was making a joke. That box cover is horrible. <laughs> no, it's not a great box cover. but and, and, like, it's not a great looking game in general. But it's your, you play as, like, Coal Foreman. <laughs> is it different than the one that was kickstarted? What was the name of that one? Oh, is this a Kickstarter? I don't even no, know. No, there was, there was a coal-based game that I think it took place in, like, Michigan or something like that. Oh. Um, that was... I thought it was called, like, Coal Country or something like that. And it was not you're very good. Copper Country. Copper Country. Isn't that's it. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, Copper Country looked All good. All right. I'm going to go back to the shadows. <laughs> I hope that this piece of artwork here is some kind of historical comment on Coal Country because it's ugly. It's pretty ugly. It's Rio. Rio does ugly games. This whole this box cover is terrible. <laughs> Proceed, Tiff. What interests you about Coal Country? I don't know. <laughs> All right, it just looks cool. You know, I did my usual titles only, so I didn't even yeah. see the box cover when I clicked on it. So, in my you defense, just love the Midwest. Yeah, that's really. I was like, ooh, this sounds Midwestern, and it has like a lot of mechanisms in it, so that kind of concerns me. But the board looks simple, and like it, they have like a picture of the back of the board on BGG that kind of like breaks it down into three different like phases that you're doing while you. But yeah. it sounds kind of like just like a worker <laughs> placement, and you're speculating on things. And yeah, how do you um, feel about commodity speculation? That's a that, great mechanism. That's that's one of those ones that kind of you know, concerns me, commodity yeah. speculation, but it could be fun. I don't know. I just, there's something about it. it commodity speculation is cool. I had an honorable mention about the tulip craze. It was called a uh, tulip bubble, which was all about commodity speculation. So tulip <laughs> bubble. That sounds way better. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah, that's that's like an honorable mention on my list. So I'm all for the commodity speculation, is, Tiff. Is is Tulip Bubble for sale? Maybe I need to yes, add that is. to my... Yes, it is. All right. We'll check out Tulip Bubble. Don't look at it without me. Okay. I'm going to get one of those monkey backpacks and tether myself <laughs> to you. <laughs> Dan's got a wrist strap for you. Yeah. Nice. It's easy to get lost, and I'm really worried about how many people are going to be there. Uh, there are going to be a ton of people there. <laughs> Yeah, I know. So that's that's what I'm saying. I'm looking through because they had, like, some of the mechanism lists that they have on here, some of them were super dumb, and I was looking for examples. Mechanism lists? Like, on BGG? Yeah, like, like it says, like, viral, area control, area movement, medical. Oh. But some of them were, one of them was, like, game. Oh, that's kind of weird. So I'm just going down them. Dan, give me a game. My number 10, I know I'm not going to get it, but it's fine. Um, is the um, Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle Expansion. <laughs> nice. You might get that. I saw that and thought of you. But if we're doing seven games, do you really want to waste on an expansion? I, yeah, I like the game. It's fun. For that game? It's cute. <laughs> uh, this is a game that I can pl I play with Elsa, okay, who is my okay. wife, for those not that is fair. keeping track at home. That's why I own Century Spice Road, so... That's fine. Not Elsa, but my wife. <laughs> because you play it with Dan's wife. Because I play it with Dan's wife. No, she wouldn't play that game. It's not interesting enough. <laughs> um, she loves textiles. Yeah, but she's... Yeah, anyways. She might um, like spices. They're adjacent. So, yeah. 
I want to check this one out because, yeah, it's the Monster Box of Monsters expansion. And yeah. I, I'm a sucker. If there's one IP that I'm a sucker for outside of the Ninja Turtles, it's Harry Potter. I love Harry it's Potter. The movies. The movies are great. It's movie art, though. Yeah, it's fine. It doesn't detract what, what from it. What do we got to do to get some original Harry Potter art up in this place? Um, It'll be nice someday. But you know what? It's fine for now because it's Harry Potter and it's a magical world. It... <laughs> yes, Dan. Uh, one of the things on my list, one of the things that I'm interested in is a demo. And it's uh, Thornwatch, which is the Penny Arcade game. They're going to have that there to show off. And it's got that great art style, but I'm interested in seeing how the the mechanisms work. Because it's got like this comic book decision-making RPG kind of storytelling to it. And uh, it was just a big Kickstarter, so I'm interested to see where, that, where they're at in terms of that. So... That is there for demo if you guys can get a get a picture of that or see how that's going. They're going really slow. I get updates because I, I backed it for a dollar. Oh, okay. Because I was interested in it. It had some interesting mechanisms. I'm not so much yeah. interested in if it's going to be heavily role-playing, obviously. But if there's a game there, um, they just did like the box cover and they're still testing scenario. I don't know. They're, they're, they're going along slowly i think it was supposed to like come out in the fall but i i'd be super surprised if they made a fall deadline yeah i don't well i don't know they i assume that their like distribution won't be that bad just because they're so practiced it's probably the design stuff that's slowing them down yeah but lone shark is i think they're behind on a game or two already so oh yeah um i think apocrypha is just coming out and there's another one that they have i think that's still still not out on their Kickstarter. I might be wrong, but I, I thought they were a game or two behind, so I could yeah. see Penny the Penny Arcade one getting pushed a bit, too. The art's well, cool, though. Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. It's got that great... If you like that Penny Arcade style, it's it's pretty awesome, but who knows? And it'll it's pretty much dead in terms of fervor right now, so maybe this will spin it back up a little bit. I think, it's, I think it's got some buzz in other circles. I think it's been... Uh, heavily played you. at like the PAX conventions and stuff, which is okay. going to be your your video game. I don't, I don't know that it's big. I agree with you. I don't think it's been much in the the board game community, but I think they've, I think they've tried to push this one outside of that. Yeah, Tiff, give me two games. Two. Well, two. I'll do my two expansions then, because okay, I don't know if I'm buying expansions at this convention, but um, the Nations the Dice Game Unrest. Because I lo- I know, I know you hate it. God, Isn't just... Stronghold doing that now? They are. So you're going to have to sticker your dice? <laughs> sticker your wooden dice? Oh my god, I would freak out. I'm not, I don't think I'm buying it, but I, I'm, the game needs an expansion. I liked the game, but it's not, it just needs a little bit more, and I think this might be the little bit more. It comes with some new nations and uh, green dice, which are the unrest dice that makes the whole thing a little bit harder. So, I I don't know. There's just, it comes with more stuff, and the game needs a little bit more stuff. So. Hey, Tiff, you know what? But if it comes, if they add any more to it, you could just play nations, you know? A perfectly good nations. game that doesn't need anything added to it. <laughs> it's true. That's probably true. You know, I like the idea of condensing nations down into it. It'll still, it's not that much stuff. It's just a little more stuff. See, I, yeah, for me, I, I just, and maybe, I don't know, it's just me, but I don't find nations to be 
all that complicated and needing it's streamlining. Not. It's like literally just some car. It's just a bunch of cards you're drafting. This is the difference between like I could play Nations the Dice Game at Board Game Club, which, if I'm perfectly honest, is where I'm doing the majority of my gaming hmm. anymore. That's fair. So uh, we could never play Nations at Board Game Club. It took us three sessions to play a game of Alien Frontiers. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. So there's no way they could play a large-scale game like Nations. Like, we would start it in the fall and finish maybe by summer if we did that. So this is more doable, and I have done it with Board Game Club, and it went over okay. It went over all right. So the kids like dice, and I, I like dice, so it works. Cool. I'm, exci- I'm excited there's an expansion. And the other expansion is a little bit lesser known expansion. So Dan will laugh at me because he laughed at me last year when I bought Dwarves. With the seven? Seven. Oh, get out of here. Fall. <laughs> they haven't expanded to it. And you know what? It's like a decent game. Like, I, it was well worth the like 20 bucks or 15 bucks or whatever I did pay for it because it's like a tiny square box game. And part of the reason why I buy it is just that I love that square box size. If, if you, I'd buy almost anything in that box. But uh, yeah, it's kind of like a little territory game where you're building up your empire and you're collecting things and trying to screw over your neighbors, trying to like, yeah. So they're adding they're, they they actually have two expansions for it, which I didn't realize, but they're they're releasing the empire's expansion for it. So it it has some new characters and new secret there's secret goals in this which i like so yeah and it's cute i'm sure they'll be excited to have one sale i know i if you look at my uh so on the geek like when you look at your picks they show like all the thumbs that that game gets and so like you know most of it are in the like 30 to 40 range and then coal country and dwarves fall <laughs> have like single digits coal country has seven dwarves fall has Three. So, I know it's not a popular one, but it it, it, it was a surprisingly good game. And uh, so, maybe I'll just pick up the uh, expansion. They also have a game mat. So, I don't know. <laughs> I like finding weird things. Uh, you know what? You do what makes you happy, Tiff. Yeah. I always do. Dan, give me, give me your next two up the list. Um, number nine was, as I mentioned before, Legend of the Five Rings, the new version from Fantasy okay. Flight. I'd like to check it out. I don't know that I want to go down an LCG rabbit hole at this point, um, just because it never ends up well. And to be honest, most of their LCGs I don't enjoy all that much. Netrunner, excellent. The rest of them, eh, could do without them. Um, so we'll see. Um, I never played the original, but again, the, the theming of this one I, I really enjoy it's something i've always wanted to check out but never did so if cool. it's there i'm not waiting in line but other people can wait in line so yeah um and number eight is a game called affliction salem 1692 um this is a game that i think was kickstarted a while back um, it's a little bit of a mix between engine building and worker placement, very simplistic worker placement, uh, plays in under an hour or so. 
Um, but obviously the draw for me, well, not obviously, but the draw for me is the, the theme of it. Um, it's, it's actually trying to kind of historically depict the, the witch trials back then. It's described as, well, you know, you're trying to, the goal is to gain social status and wealth by influencing colonists to join your circle and arresting others. So through like the various worker placement actions and stuff, you're going to be creating fear towards some of the other colonists, other players, and trying to get your family to be safe, et cetera, um, and earning points for that. So um, yeah, it looks interesting. I don't know. I'd like to check it out. Me too. Yeah, I had, that looked cool. Yeah, it doesn't look the prettiest, but again, it's got, it's apparently all the people in the game are historically accurate um, and, and things like that. Uh, the other selling point is it comes from a company called DPH Games, which are my initials. So I will support them. <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, all it takes. I guess that's one reason to buy a game. Yep. So it says just for people, if they want a little bit more background. Yeah, so as a game set in the hysteria of the witch hunt, use your influence to whisper in the ear of the magistrate, judge, governor, and minister to protect some and have others arrested. Salem was a chance to gain property, exact revenge, and prove one's righteousness. So, again, you're taking turns to do these different actions, arrest, exonerate, all kinds of fun. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'm interested. One of the ones I have up there for a similar reason in terms of, like, theme was Oath of the Brotherhood from aeg it's pirates i didn't know if that crossed your your path dan uh, i would have never gotten that that was pirates from the title so i probably skipped over it well the box art has a big pirate on it i probably didn't look at it i was yeah. i was doing this on my ipad so everything was very tiny i got you it's described as a strategic worker placement game two to five players and i i don't know too much about it just kind of looking through it's got basic worker placement in the middle of the map where you're going to different locations to gather resources and things like that. And you can cash those in for victory points, but it's got that cool pirate theme. You have a player board where you can recruit different pirate allies and things like that. So it looked interesting. Uh, it's got a low complexity rating. So usually I like my worker placements to be kind of mid range euros. Um, but there's, there's place in this world for lightweight worker placement games runs about 60 minutes. Maybe Tiff, this could be something that, would fit your uh, mo of gameplay so this must be an older game because there's there's reviews that are from about two years ago on it so it must have been mm. it must be a second edition something that had never crossed my path before so i've never heard of it yeah and the other thing to go on to a second game to progress up the list is zoo ball have you guys seen this no from osprey games it's a dexterity game oh no where you play you flick chips across like a cloth board and you're it's like a sports game you're trying to get to the goal or something like that but uh, you have different animals anthropomorphic animals and they're all like playing in this game and it looks super cute from osprey and they usually do pretty good work in terms of quality of components and uh, i like a lot of their games so 30 bucks for a a little dexterity sports game is kind of up my alley interesting yeah it looks cute tiffany b oh what else you got give me give me a couple more Okay. Okay, so I was kind of looking at Skyward. You guys yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't know what that it's is. A, it's, it's a, a strategy card drafting game of control versus opportunity. It's got like a you split, I choose mechanism in it, which is mm-hmm. why I was interested in it. I, I just like that idea. No one has really like nailed that in a game, and I like it. I like the idea of it, so I'm curious to see... Um, you're building like a 
Sky City in it. Because I think it's, it's like a, with under an hour, like a half an hour type game, it's, a, according to BGG, kind of a light game. So yeah. I think it's another one of those, I think Board Game Club could do this. I just, yeah, it looks cool too. It just looked fun. Strategy stuff that has a little bit of meat to it, but fits under an hour because they can't play anything that says it's going to take an hour. If it says it yeah. takes an hour, it takes my board game club four hours <laughs> and four <laughs> days to do it. Yeah, yeah, that nice. four hours has to be split up. So, yeah, this and the art is pretty, and you know, yeah, it's got a nice bright color. I was like, ooh, bright colors. It's grabbing. <laughs> give, give me another. Give another. Me another tip. Okay. Speaking of bright colors, ooh, that was a nice one. Uh, I wanted to look at Laser Rider. It's another. Ah, uh, yes, of course you did. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> look at it. This game is so wild looking. It well, it's very. It's so eighties. It's I love that it. They went with the like eighties uh, VHS cover look to yep. it. Like that is just like. A slice of nostalgia. I'm quite certain the game is just going to be okay. But the box, the way it's set up, it just... I want it for the box. I, from a collector's standpoint, that's what I want. I know it's crazy, but I do. No, it is a very unique and cool-looking box. Yeah. And they have, like, the way it's... You know, I think there are four-player colors, and then each one has their own separate VHS-sized kind of thing. So... That's cool. And it's it's the, um, what do they call those from Tron? The light bikes thing. So it's yeah. kind of like that sort of thing. You can play it as this awesome hammerhead shark. Right. Laser shark. Right. That's so cool. I don't know. I just, it's got the like beautiful 80s color palette. And that's just like. They I had know. it at Origins. I didn't get, I didn't see it. And, and <sighs> I think I Dan Licata played it and said it was, was all right, but that it's wild. Right, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm expecting. I mean, it, I don't an- anticipate it being like a mind blowing game, but yeah, they they uh, hit all the nostalgia notes for me, so they win. Nice. A lot of games cool. try to do that, but this one wins. Nice, uh, Dan. What number are we on? You guys are with this double thing. You're throwing me off. Seven. Yeah. Is uh, this war of mine? Nice. Um, cool. So I really, really, really enjoy the video game series i guess you could call it now because there's multiple games within the game i've heard the the board game is just as depressing so i'd, I'd like to check it out um it's cooperative i think it's michael or or whatever they got the guy who did uh a couple of portal games and then some other gentleman so decent designer behind it even though i don't remember who it is <laughs> um but it looks pretty um, it looks like in the same vein as the the video game, as far as the Michael the art. Orax. Orax, yeah, Orax, yeah. I was close. Jacob Wisney, Wisniewski. Yeah, Wisniewski. Um, sure, that sounds good. Yeah. So yeah, I'd I'd like to check it out and see what it's all about. I don't know if I could handle another gaming experience if it's just like the video game because the video game really is kind of like heart-wrenching you have to make like crazy decisions about it's, like there's a lot of leaving children to hand. die and leaving yeah. other people behind oh man but it's yeah it's so good though it's like what an experience it's a lot of moral decisions like not just like i'm shooting people it's like i'm going to 
yeah no benefit myself yeah to i'm gonna eat this so you can't and then you find out later in this like subtle way that that person died like because they didn't eat or something it's like yep. oh that hurts so yeah i don't i don't know that if it's like if it's too close to the video game I, like i said i don't know that i need that experience again um because i don't think the board game is going to come anywhere close to the video game as far as like the experience that's generated but um still want to yeah. check it out nice um and then Six. next is the climbers uh this is one i've yeah, almost okay. bought like maybe 40 times i'm not even lying because it's been on my one in trade and want to buy list for a very long time and i believe it's coming back for gen con i forget the publisher i think it was capstone or another yeah wait isn't the climbers a new capstone product you could buy this the climbers is an old game so oh, it, was, it was new yeah, it was old it was independently published and i think you could buy it directly from the guy the designer um for like the last year or so oh yeah it says 2008 yeah so or maybe longer but i I know for like the last year or so i've been like so close to like clicking the button but he wanted like 20 dollars shipping for it and i was like i'm not paying that for shipping when the game's only 40 and so all these like factored into me not buying it but if it's going to be there um i definitely want to check it out and possibly pick it up because it looks like a fun little game uh, with the the blocks and you're trying to get your guy to the top using these ladders and blocking stones and um yeah I, i'd really like to actually i think this might yeah. be a must-have for me capstone's gonna have it for 50 dollars. yeah it's a lot of chunky wood bits and stuff like that yeah. so that that's fair um so yeah and the new like color scheme and stuff yep which looks Pretty much bright. better so um yeah i actually Hybrid. might i might actually bump this one up after i've talked about it yeah i'm gonna bump that up actually to a must-have is that that's one of your seven it might be because like i said it's now that i've talked about it, it is one i've really kind of gone back and forth on for like the last three years and the, yeah. the one thing that's really kind of kept me away is price so a new version that i can have it's not used copy or anything like that i think yeah i think i might do it yeah tiff i think we're i think we're on five and four here yeah, and I don't think these will come as a surprise. So these might be like the closest to like we don't really need to talk about them because we've already talked about them. I got gotcha. you. Um, Unearth. Yep. And talked about that a lot. Photosynthesis. Ah, uh, yeah. That's got to be on your list, Dan. I still don't know what photosynthesis is all about. But it's on. It's number two on my list. Tree games. Yeah, there there are trees. There are tree standees. It's all I care about. It's fine. So there's photosynthesis and there's also Petrichor. Both of them are on the Gen Con list. Well, Petrichor is only demo, I think, though. Oh, okay. I backed Petrichor, so I haven't heard anything about that. So Photosynthesis is the blue-orange game. Yes, yes, that's the next one in their family line. About harnessing the sun and growing trees. Yeah, it looks yes. pretty cool. looks very abstract. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I think we have talked fairly lengthy we've covered these a couple of different times and they're both for sale tiff according to the the preview it says for sale gotcha i know photosynthesis for sure is for sale um yeah has i don't know about bucks. i don't know about unearth that's i'd play it i don't uh, I, hmm. I like the 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 ripoff uh monument valley artwork yes um, but um Gameplay seems okay. I, I, I'll definitely play it. I, I don't know that I want to buy it, though. So I'll play your copy. We'll see. All right, Dan, what's next up? Uh, Professor Evil and the Citadel of Time. Yeah. 
this is a, a co-op from Fun Forge. It's from uh, Matthew Dunstan and Brett Gilbert, the guys who did like Elysium and a couple of other games. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it looks really pretty and I love the, the quirky kind of time travel theme. Um, it is cooperative, so may or may not make the purchase list, but I, I really would like to, to check it out and see if it's worthy of the purchase. Um, good set of designers. Oh, they also did Costa Rica, which I love. And uh, yeah, it looks super pretty. It's fun forge, so it's going to be beautiful, which is expected. Um, and then after that, I think, are we in the fours now? I think we're in my must buy. Yeah. yeah, so uh, Quest for El Dorado is the... I don't know what this is. This is the... Reiner Knizia game that was nominated for uh, Spiel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a different German title, but Dorado well, has remained the El same. Dorado. Yeah, it's the Quest for El Dorado. So this is like a uh, deck building racing game. Uh, I watched it played at Origins. I think Pinchback and uh, Dustin Schwartz and a couple people were playing his German copy, um, and it, it looked it looked fun. So um, I'd like to definitely check that one out. If it has my nice. buddy, yeah, if it has my buddy too, Ben's please. seal of approval, then it's likely going to get mine as well because we are synonymous. <laughs> wow, you have assimilated. Yes, one and the same. <laughs> yes. What's so. it like having seven kids between the two of you? <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's a beautiful relationship you have there. Yeah, you're like one relationship away from a cult. If you add one more couple in, then you guys can just live in a little a commune together. Yeah. Yeah. Do our own gardening. Yeah, that'd be fun. Actually, it does sound fun. I was trying to make a joke, but it's, say, it just sounds like, like a fun let's, time. Let's start a cult. Yeah. You guys would play a lot of board games. You get me out of my rut here. Can I come to the cult, guys? No. Mm, nope. Man. It was my idea. <laughs> That's why it's fun to not <laughs> let you in. I'll just stand on the outside of your uh, greenhouse, <laughs> knocking on the window. You're only allowed in if you drink this cup of Kool-Aid, Matthew. Kool-Aid's delicious. Is it cyanide Kool-Aid? Possibly. <laughs> You'll Good. just have That's to figure get it out. Things. <laughs> <laughs> the potential for a lifetime of gaming versus the potential of death. You're going to have to weigh these choices. This That might be in this war of mine, actually. That might be a choice you have to make. Cyanide Kool-Aid or playing board games. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much I what that game is. a good vetting process. Yeah. That's pretty much what that see. game is. I should buy. I think I might buy that game and see if I can get people around a table and see if we cry. <laughs> that would be a really <laughs> interesting, a experience. visceral experience. Yeah, that's good. that game is so sad. Oh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Next, sorry. All right. So something on my list that is an interested, not a must-have, is First Martians. I don't know if that's on your guys' list. Nope. But no. This is the portal game, which is basically Robinson Crusoe in space. Yes. That's interesting to me. That interests me more than Robinson Crusoe in terms of theme. It's expensive and it's portal, which are two things that are inhibitive for me. See, I, I'm right. the exact opposite. I find the Robinson Crusoe theme much more interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm just, I just want to play as Matt Damon. I, but you're not playing as Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it seems I, I could see where, like, having played Robinson Crusoe, like, an app would be super helpful for a lot of different... Yeah areas of that game um I, i'd like to play it at some point and i i didn't put it on my list one because it's kind of been out for a little while i guess pre-orders and everything have shipped and two yeah. because yeah portals i always have to i kind of i have yeah. to try before i buy usually my hope would be that it was in 
if they built off of Robinson Crusoe a little bit, that hopefully it's like a more improved system. I don't think Robinson Crusoe is bad, but it, it definitely had some issues with its rules and consistency and things like that. And that's where I'm torn because, and that's what I hate about. <laughs> I don't hate Portal. I really like them. I like Ignacy. I like all. I like their company a lot. But it's like I have the original Robinson Crusoe, and they just released a new one that makes it twenty times better, and that just makes me sad. Like. It's not like one of those like restoration games where it's been 35 years since the game's been available. It's like three and it's like, it's, uh, like it's in a smaller box. It's in better artwork. It's got wooden component. Uh, it's like I would the really like are clear. Yeah, I'd really like to have that version, but I, I, I'm not going to be able to offload my old version because everyone else is going to want the new version. It's like, uh, I, I, anyways, I digress. Yeah, so I feel your pain. Yeah, and I thought about getting the second edition, but I was like, no, Dan has the first edition. But then I'm like, oh, and Ben has the first edition too. It's just I don't know. So this is interesting, but also I might just give it away and then buy the second edition. Yeah. Uh, the other something else on my list that I wanted to check out is the Fallout miniatures game, the Fallout Wasteland Warfare, because it has like it's a miniatures game, but it also has a campaign mode, but it's also got like a more board gamey kind of mode. So I just, I really like the fallout universe. The minis look really cool. Um, so it's just something that's only a demo. It's only an interested on my list. So just something I wanted to check out, see how they're doing with that project. Tiff. Yeah. We are in threes and twos. We're in threes and twos. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, you set this up nicely so that our ones are standalone. Uh, unintentionally, of course. The rectangular okay. body on the other end of this microphone. I'm a little bit worried that I had more than... Why do you hate me? Um, that's okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so Professor Evil in the Sills having was on mine, too, but we don't t- need to talk about that. Um, another one that we talked about at Origins was the Terrifying Girl Disorder game from oh, yeah, Japanime. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. it's actually going to be on sale. That's my so. that's in my honorable mentions actually. I have two Japanime games, that and Heart of Crown are in my honorable mention. Mm. Although Heart of Crown is available now in the right, game store. I was going to say. I don't so. know if I'm interested in that, but I do want to check this one out and see see what it looks like live and in person. Yep, plays 3 to 4 people. Yeah, that's a kind of a that hurts. But, but if it's supposed to be like a card tricky kind of game, then Right. Makes sense. You know, and I'm not really ever playing two players, so I'm not too worried about it. Like when I do play, I have more than two players, so it'll it might be fine. I, it's not like a, I didn't put it as like must have. I just it's up there because I was excited about it from Origins, and so like that excitement is sort of carried over. Yep, I have it. It's on my list as interested. Mm. I put all mine as interested. There's only one must have. Mm, can't wait. I think you already know. I yeah, it's pretty know. easy. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Is it? Yeah. Oh, come on. I know <laughs> it. I know it. And then, so am I doing number two? Is it Shark Attack, the Richard Lonius game? Listen, we're not at number one right now, so <laughs> let's not. <laughs> um, I put Mountains of Madness as my number two. That, that looked cool. I don't know. Just uh, as an interested game. I think that it's cutesy. That's a yellow, isn't it? Yeah, it's yellow. It's I, Rob I was kind of excited to be excited about a yellow game again. Like yeah. what you were talking about. There was a time when I was just like, yes, everything yellow makes is the best. And now I've just sort of like not bought one of their games in a while. And Mountains of Madness is like one of my favorite. Is it yeah. a short story? Yeah, I guess it is. But uh, 
or maybe it's a novel. I don't know. It's a short novel, but <laughs> I don't know. It's cooperative, which I've been very like happy playing cooperative games when we do play games. They seem to go over well the real timeness of it. But it says just a pinch. Ooh, real time. Real time. Just a pinch, Dan. So it just might be pinch. okay. But in that pinch, you could be miserable. I could I could tolerate a pinch of miserable for a good Lovecraft game. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna point your attention to the um the other little Cthulhu game you bought from Yellow. <sighs> that you know was what? borderline you know turd. Listen, it was borderline turd, but you know what it is actually fun when I play with my board game club kids. That's fine. It was not fun playing with you and other adults, but like I think that's not really the intended audience. Yeah, so. that's fair. That's fair. Totally the kids, fair. The kids Mountains like it, of Madness. It, it worked out okay. So Mountains of Madness. There you HP go. HP Lovecraft. It's probably also going to have a pinch of racism in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I started listening to like a couple of his short stories on uh, like my audiobooks, And I was like, oh, man, this is definitely written in the 19... 19- hundreds it was a different time <laughs> and that time was not progressive yeah no and it's funny I, I still don't see all the hoopla about it but i'm giving it a chance that's nice dan good for you dan You're really turning over a new leaf in this I'd love episode. to see dan blossom as a human i'm not but that's the thing like i'm listening to it and i'm thinking to myself this isn't that interesting like it's just it's kind of yeah at least Some the ones i've listened boring. to is really boring and i'm like well, that didn't even like get a chill out of me or anything like that. Wasn't yeah. So we'll see. Not Listen all to the of King them in Yellow. Exciting, but you know they're not ex- like they're not an exciting read. None of them are. It's more about like your mind. Madness. Yeah. Well, we're not going to get into this right now. Are you sure? Yeah. If it were earlier in the episode, maybe. But we've we've been running for a while, so. Are we on number I've one got, now? Or no? Well, yeah. So I want to say that I want to see what they do with the uh, the card crafting system at AEG of ours. So they've got Custom Heroes for Sale, which is a trick-taking game. And then they have demos of Edge of Darkness, which is actually the reason why the system was created. So I want to see what goes on with those, with like sticking cards in sleeves and making them better. So those two are kind of on my list together. And then my number two in terms of super interest is Cerebria, The Inside World, which is also just a demo. That's the new Mind Clash game, which is going to be a 2v2 area control game. Sounds so great. That is so mad. It couldn't be mattier. Variable player powers. It's got like a fantasy theme to it. It's going to go on Kickstarter. It sounds great, except for the whole you have to play with four people. Yeah, I know. I knew that would be the barrier, but it sounds cool. I'm excited to, to check it out. So hopefully people can get some info for me at Gen Con. But hey, let's drum roll and talk about our number one game that we're excited to buy or, you guys or see. You completely or, or skipped me. What? I haven't done three or two. You just talked about three, didn't you? Nope. That was my four. Oh. What? It's we cool. already did four. Yeah, I know. I, I haven't done my two and three. You guys just did your two and three. Well, two you said was the tree game. Three is actually the tree game. I, All right, and give me your two. Give me your two. Wasteland Express Delivery Service. Nice. Good choice. Yes. Matt Riddle, John Gilmore, Ben Pinchback doing Mad post-apocalyptic Max. stuff. I, the theme, eh, art looks amazing, but 
I'm excited about cool. the systems because they've showed me some. I've demoed it with them in the past. I've seen like the, the player board mechanisms for how your truck moves and takes actions. And that to me, I really enjoy. So yeah. And the, the insert, Ooh, we, I've seen that insert firsthand. It, I think it might be better than the Maximinions insert. It's sexy. Wow. It gives it some flavor to it. Like it, that's just, true. It's got they're different shaped and they like fit into each other like a nice little puzzle of sexy. It's and you uh, just take them out and play right out of them. Yeah, so. yeah. You just pull them out and like the little shop and stuff like that. Love the the bits in the game. The little uh, pieces fit in the back of the trucks and they're all different and custom molded and ah, uh, the trucks are sexy. Everything's nice. It's really good art. It's the same I think artist. It's gonna be a big win for them. It's the same artist who did the artwork for, was it the comic book DMZ and a couple other, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, um, but it, it looks really good. Yeah, I think it will. I think they're going to have like 500 copies available for sale, but I know pre-orders have already gone out or started going out recently, so yeah. yep, check that one out. Faux show. Hopefully it doesn't have too yeah, much I theme in to, it. I wish I would have pre-ordered it. Well, the thing is, you don't have to pre-order it because everything that they have that's really awesome is in the base game. So, All right. So I I reverted back and got Dan. I I unskipped him. So now we're at number ones. Tiff. Well, you totally spoiled mine. Just want to point that out. I thought it was going to be Wasteland. That's why I made my joke. It's Shark Island. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. Oh, God. Come on. Uh, Tiff. (laughs) How can I not? Tell me more, please. Oh, God. I wish you were joking, but you're not. No, why? Do you not know me? I don't understand what's happening here. It's maybe you've heard of the designer, Richard Lanius. Yep, sure have. It's like it's like Jaws, the board game. What was the last Lanius game you played that you enjoyed? Mm, That's a good question. It's been a while since I've played a Lanius game because they usually do well with a little bit more players than I've had lately. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to poke holes in your number one here. Hmm. I don't know why. Why does that? Why does that excite you? I, I don't. Uh, it doesn't excite me. It doesn't excite me. But neither does your pick. So I'm trying <laughs> to. <laughs> I don't know. It just. It looks better than the Planet of the Apes game that he did. Yeah. <laughs> Having Thank heard you. him describe it, he was like, I'm trying to figure out how to do like four multiple players because there's only one Charlton Heston character. And so each player takes on a different like persona slash attitude of his. Like I was like, oh my god, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. I, I mean like it, it's more than likely I'll like hate it. I don't know. But and Tiff, if you buy it, I will play it with you. I'm just conveying my love for you right here and now. That's that's real sweet. And (laughs) I will even help you sell it when we're done playing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, this is like the best of both worlds. Well, here's the thing. It's not I don't think it's terribly expensive either. Um, But Lonnie's games tend to have a little bit of trouble in the rule book department, I find. And uh, is there a rule book available right now? I don't know. That's a good question. I will read it, Tiff. You buy it. I'll read it. We will play it. And then if it it sucks, can we burn it? Well, maybe I'll read the rule book and then decide if I really want to buy it. 
Gen Con live, keep trade burn. Do it. Do but you know, like, I, I hate learning. I mean, I would love to play this with Dan, but like, learning the rules at the convention is always a disaster for me. I'll read the rules. Yeah. Okay. I'll, let me look at the rules and decide if this is something I really want to do. I had to put it as, like, number one because, you know. There's like no room for sentimentality here. There's plenty of room for that. Give nope. me a break. Nope. Well, That's all this is, man. Okay. Nope. And, and Wasteland Express Delivery Service, you would have looked at even if Matt and Ben hadn't been in on that. Bull. Let, let's be honest. Look Call at that bull. cover. No, look at that. Great. Look at the cover. Look at the insert. But you hate post-apocalyptic stuff. I don't hate it. I don't like it. But I do like that cover and that art, and it's striking. And I would have played it because it's pick up and deliver, and I do love pick up and deliver. I didn't put it on there because I thought it was already available. Uh, I think, like I said, I think pre-orders went out. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't think it's it's not in shops. I think they're like I said. I think they're going to have a few hundred at Gen Con. Oh, that makes sense. Mm. I for I guess I got mixed up on that. That game does intrigue me and probably should be on my list. But yeah, I don't know. That's okay. I don't know. This is I had to I had to just be me. Okay, deal with it. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> we would never want anything less from you, Tiff. Mm. It's been a while since I bought a Lanius game too, like Run Fire Die. I think. Well, we'll play it, and then next the next episode, I'll have. I'll have Richard come on and review it. Oh. <laughs> Are you? Do you want to play so as the shark or because like what? someone is that an option? Yeah, someone plays as the shark. Oh, it's a one versus many. That automatically goes down like four notches Wait, in my book. But someone gets to play as the shark, Dan. I think that's a cool concept. That's kind of I mean, cool. I know one versus many is not my like favorite thing, but you get to play as Jaws. Yeah. That's kind of cool, Dan. Okay, whatever. You get to eat people. I, well, I guess if you're into eating people, I'm into eating burgers and stuff. Well, as a shark, you yeah, but dope. You're a shark, you have to put Ooh. your, you have to use your imagination. Speaking of eating, I'm gonna eat that cupcake food truck all day. I don't know. I think those cupcakes are <laughs> overrated. I think personally. you're overrated. I have not had one that I was like, oh my god, this cupcake is life changing. Doesn't need to be life changing. It just needs to be fulfilling. Okay. But literally every time, Matt and Ben go there without me, and then Matt comes back with cupcake crumbs all over his face, and he's like, oh, I just had the best cupcake. Okay, maybe that's an exaggeration, but I... That's no, not it's Matt. not an exaggeration. <laughs> and he's like, this is the best cupcake ever, Tiff. And then we go back, and they usually don't have the one he was raving about, I guess, might be the problem. And then I get something else, and I'm like, I can't even finish this. It's an okay cupcake. We'll see. Maybe my cupcake woes will come to a close. That rhymed. Nice rhyming. Yeah. Hey. My cupcake woes will come to a close. So that's that. That's my list. Nice Tiff. list, Tiff, except for your first We one. support you. Yeah. No, you don't. But that's okay. It's, it's I mean, good to know that you don't have seven things worth buying. So that'll help you with. He's <laughs> 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 got my, jokes. I did my, like, you know... I'm not trying to buy all these games in any way, shape, or form. I don't know if I, you know, which ones I will buy and which one I won't. I'll just go to the, the booth and see what happens. Is how I feel about all of these games. That sounds interesting. I'm gonna go to the booth and see what happens. <laughs> see what Tiff comes back with. Yeah, like more I, games about dwarves with numbers in the title. I think it's way more stressful to like go and be like, I have to get this because then when you don't, it's like, oh, my, I, I failed Gen Con. 
That's true. So, you don't need that stress. Dwarfs with a seven. Well, that one I'll definitely get because no one else will. Hi ho! We are bringing five copies. Yeah, that's okay. It's, All right, it's Dan. A good case. Let's see what Dan's number one is to see if it can compete with Shark Island. Uh, my number one is Ex Libris. Uh, this is from Renegade and designer Adam McIver, who I enjoy. And this has got a really super cool theme because you are a collector of rare and valuable books in a gnome yeah. village. And you're basically trying to collect the best collection um, so that the mayor can judge your collection at the end of the game or whatever. It's got some card drafting, set collection. It's got a little bit of worker placement. The worker placement space is like change from turn to turn so it gives a little variability in that with some tactical and strategic elements it looks super pretty uh i'm just really stoked for this one and i'm really hoping that renegade's booth is close to the entrance like it was last year so i can get there <laughs> without stampeding people yeah i think that's going to be a popular one that booth in general is going to be popular but yeah it's the only one i want from theirs though so um yeah that's my number one. I'm going to have to go nab that really quickly. Nice. I think that's probably a good pick. Hopefully it doesn't have that Oceanos problem. Hopefully. I, I've saw, I've seen a bits and pieces of it. It was at Umpub two years ago. Um, I, I kind of watched for about 10 minutes and I, I liked what I saw there. So I don't know what's changed or anything since then. But um, I know it was signed after, at that Umpub. So um, yeah. I'm I'm very interested to see the final product. And Adam's a good dude, and he's super creative, and uh, I I'm really curious. Yeah, he's someone you can probably trust. Yeah. In terms of the design, well, my number one has to be Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Card Game. <laughs> also from Renegade. So Dan, if you're there, I will gladly pay you money to pick this up for me, since you'll already be there with Ex Libris. I love Scott Pilgrim. I love the movie. I love the graphic novels or whatever you want to call them and this is a deck building game where you are trying to get your life together which is fantastic and you can either use these double-sided cards in this deck building mechanism to either use like empathy and humility to accomplish your goals or flip them over and use video game violence to achieve your goals and you get to fight the evil exes it's got some new original art and all around i mean it's just something that totally appeals to me in terms of theme and something that hasn't been done so i gotta snatch this up even just to have as a showpiece on my shelf gotta have it (laughs) it's probably gonna look better than most of the things on your shelf so i will i will support this he's got jokes so mean everybody plenty he's got so many jokes although i did go down yesterday and i looked at my shelves i was trying to find something to play with me dan and ben i was like i don't think i have anything dan will be willing to play so i would play most things once He's going to play Shark Island. (laughs) Yeah, but see, you are a braver soul than I because I can't sit through Dan's pain like that. Mm. Like, to sit there and watch him hate every moment of it is tough for me. I'm just used to that. That's that's every game night of my life is like that. I don't need Dan for that. That's already there, so... Just forcing people to do things they hate. Yeah. Yeah, that's my life. Welcome to game night. (laughs) So, we end on another positive note. That's good. I mean, we're consistent in our delivery. Yes. The positive note is that people get to see you guys at Gen Con soon, in the Wednesday after next Wednesday or whatever. Well, Friday night for me. Well, they'll, I mean, they'll, they're going for Dan, Tiff. 
Oh, right. And then they'll be like, why does Dan have a monkey backpack attached to him? No, no, no. I wear the monkey backpack. He just puts I said attached to him. Oh, okay. Via tail. Yeah. I feel like one of those would fit you too, Tiff. Maybe. I'll see what I can do. You're a small person. Oh, that's generous. (laughs) I'm confused. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. We should just go now. I think that's a good place to end it. Why am I going to have monkeys attached to me? So I don't get lost. Did he miss that joke earlier? No, Probably. he was there. <laughs> you are going to have to keep Tiff on a leash. So we don't get separated. Oh. Oh. I get it. That was yeah. a joke? It was a joke earlier in the show okay. when you were tuning us out. It's okay. I mean, it was kind of a joke. Did you guys laugh? Serious. Did you guys laugh? No. Was a good time had? Did I miss that? Oh, man. We are really fizzling out here. Thank you all for joining us for episode 72 of the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. Toodles. if you want to find us go to twitter that is the best place dan tiff tiff first if they want to find you at inept how do they do that dan at scandalous underscore ned or at league nonsense and you can find me at cinnamon bun spelled phonetically thank you all it's been fun stupidly let's all go bye toodles bye (laughs)